Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You're On Crackmate, the podcast where we discuss television, films, and for once, uh, whatever we want, really. And I will explain that momentarily. Joining me this week is the wonderful, the amazing, the stunning, the frankly bonkers Adam Martin, who is returning to the podcast after our disastrous talk on Next Generation's The High Ground, but our frankly wonderful talk where we became best of friends. How are you, Adam? Are you well? I thought you weren't going to mention that ever again, to be fair. I believe I never made that promise. Or if I did, I definitely have my fingers crossed. (laughs) I am very well. Thank you very much. How are you? I am very well. I'm actually, I'm obviously always very excited to talk to you, but I'm particularly excited about this episode because this is the episode where, so since the beginning, I've said, we talk about films, television, and anything we fancy, really. And I've only ever exclusively spoken about films or television. But we're going to change the narrative today, aren't we? Glad to be a first. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) And I just ask you, just be gentle with me. This is my first time. I make no promises. That's Apparently there's a theme for that, so that's totally fine. (laughs) Um, So, Adam, what are we here to talk about today? We're going to talk about Star Trek Online. There was obviously going to be a Star Trek theme, so. I mean, like, most clearly, most clearly. Now. Have you met us? Well, there, 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 there is that. Like, so, Star Trek Online is something that I am consistently, people who I trust tell me, will you ever get on Star Trek Online? It's brilliant. It's worth it. And this evening, I'm going to quietly interview you as to go, like, all right, how good is this thing? Why do people keep telling me about it? And am I missing a massive trick by not joining this? So elevator pitch, what is Star Trek Online? Star Trek Online, uh, for me, is a lifesaver because it's been around for quite some time, 11 or 12 years now. Um, I have been playing it for almost 10 years on and off. But it, it, it's that lifesaver where it fits in all the gaps when we don't have Star Trek. When it first started, it was the only Star Trek content we were getting on a regular basis. Um, and now it's the go-to in between Star Trek whenever we, we don't have the new Trek on, on TV. But it's a massive multiplayer online game that has hundreds upon hundreds of hours of quality content where you can also just be there for social interactions if that's what you're into. Um, it's just... It's, it's a must say. I'm surprised you haven't been on that boat before now. It's, it's funny because I've been... Now, obviously, you're saying that it's been around for, say, 10 or 11 years. In a way, it almost feels like it's been around longer in how, how much I've been hearing about this and how little I've actually used it. So have you been there from, say, day one? Unfortunately, no. I, I was about a year late to the, to the ball game. So I actually still have, which I can show you, um, my original box set from it back when Ooh. games were, you know, a physical thing that you had to have. So, so I was a bit late to the party, but um, when it originally started, it was a, a subscription only. You had to subscribe to pay to it. So they, okay. they did change on that fairly quickly um, and made it free to play. Uh, so that's when it really uh, really took off but yeah i suppose my so you're talking to a guy the last game i bought was like tekken 3 
So, um, so like you're saying, like it was a subscription. I would have like, oh, so naturally, it being a game, you would have had to pay to play. But um, now, I'm sure a large portion of the audience is just groaning as I ask this next question. So that's clearly changed. Like, not everything is paid anymore. Like, you can you can choose to go in and not pay. Is that is that right? It's it's absolutely free to play. But there there are payment options and and benefits to being um, a subscriber. You can just essentially buy it in one bulk and be a lifetime subscriber and you get priority login and access to certain ships that you know regular players don't have so i honestly don't know if that is as as popular um for, for the payment methods there it is can be sort of somewhat controversial like many of these online games now which is not just restricted to star trek online they they make their money through you know payment options additional items like lock boxes they're called in star trek uh you get this box which is free but you have to buy a set of 10 keys for x amount and you know you can get some there's no guaranteed prize you can get you know the top gold tier or you might just get you know the regular so it's that thing which can be quite controversial with people in that it has a bit of a, a gambling aspect potentially but that's a conversation for uh, another day so at the end of the day, the way I see it, it's a fantastic game. They're a business at the end of the day. They need to earn their money somehow. So, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And if you have an addictive personality like I can do sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't um, ask me how much I've spent on this game over the over the years because it's it's scary. Oh, right. Okay, that is... Okay, that's that's something I'll ask when we're not recording, but... Yeah, um, that's right. I, I'll, I'll judge how truthful you're being by how much your eye starts twitching uh, <laughs> during the answer. Um, so, I I legitimately... I wasn't joking when I say Tekken 3 is the last game I bought. That's the reason it's stuck in my head is because I remember buying that game. So, for me, who is aware that apparently they've moved games online now these days, how do you... Play, like how do you play like what kind of game is is it a bit like you know it's obviously not a punch up I, I know that but like what is the gameplay like in star trek online so there the two main aspects is space gameplay and on the ground so there's a there's a best of both worlds hey see what i did there talking my language <laughs> yeah. so what is great about star trek online is that if for me like depending on what type of player you are the i'm there for the story content and as i mentioned there are hundreds upon hundreds of hours of story content that are regularly updated normally about once a quarter um or there thereabouts and the best thing is the story content completely free to play you can you can access the story content and you pay nothing you, you know as it, when i said it's free to play it is completely free to play you will only pay for something if you want to, if you want it bad enough. Um, so if you're there for the story content, straight away. And generally each mission tends to be, you know, you'll start off on the ship and there's a bit of space and there might be an anomaly for you to find or some, you know, a random warbird will decloak and you have to destroy that. And then you'll find yourself on the ground. And there's not so much, well, there is melee options, but I generally prefer to stay with phasers and things like that that melee is that sorry is that like hand to hand or yeah is that, so okay. you, can, you can have like there's there's swords or there's or just physical 
hand-to-hand combat. There's there's different melee items, but most of them are ranged weapons, you know, phasers, pulse waves, things like that. So yeah, there's a literally a bit of both. Okay. Um, and then when you're when you're up in space, now full disclosure, I did uh watch you play a bit of the game before. So there obviously is would we right say I, th- I think it was like a group attack on a starbase, and this was all different. But I, I sound like I've never been near a computer before. But this was all of the different players had logged in, and it was a coordinated attack on this one location. Is that right? Or were you say fighting other players? So another, if you're not there for the story content, you can literally team up with other players for either space or ground combats, and you can be in a team to say assault a starbase or something like that, or you can be a team to defend the starbase, or you, you can play off against other players if you're brave enough. Um, I don't like to put myself in positions where I might lose against other people, so I tend to not do that so much. <laughs> but <laughs> I like uh, that. yeah, so there's that's that's that I was getting to that. That was the other aspect. If you're there for the social content, that's very much a big thing. Um, honestly maybe for probably the first six years of me playing the game i didn't go near the social aspect of it and i was just there for the story content but in the last couple of years uh especially meeting so many you know track twitter friends online as well in the game it just brings a whole new aspect to it and gives it a whole you know fresh life to it so yeah it's as much a social platform for me now as it is a game like that's that's awesome and like a lot of the people that i work with they're big 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 into gaming uh chris in particular now he would be uh call of duty so Mm -hmm. i think yeah so i've heard the word verdansk more than i think i've heard star trek in the last year uh which is okay i am aware that there is a game called Verdansk, but also as as you correctly mentioned on particularly track twitter which i know the pair of us we spend a not inconsiderable portion of our lives on uh, so many people. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I was supposed to give that away. But <laughs> so many people are playing it. This is to use a really, really, really old stereotype for a second. Gone are the days where it's kind of a very isolationist thing is to play video games mm. or to, you know, kind of lock yourself away in the room and, you know, you come outside, your fingernails are six inches long. And, you know, uh, again, I'm not saying that from experience or anything, but I absolutely mastered Crash Bandicoot Racing. That's all I'm going to say. I believe That's, you. Yeah, past every single level. I collected <laughs> all of those. Uh, th- anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, just really, because I don't want to dwell too much on this bit, but just say I come along with a credit card. What what makes me different from someone who's come along to play free? Like how how does that change the game? Like, is it worth it basically if I came along and said, right, I'm gonna spend a load of money? So there is a good friend of mine that I actually met in Star Trek Online, and he has never paid a dime towards the game because he is dedicated and he is patient. So 90% of the content there or if you want to call it premium content things that you can buy like particular ships or if you want to buy these lock boxes to earn prizes you know if you're patient enough there's daily tasks that you can do uh, that come with rewards and you can earn you know in-game currency to potentially buy you know whatever you're looking for not all of the items are available some of them are pure premium and you will have to buy them but if you're patient enough and dedicated like my friend is 
you can you can buy what you want but he and when i say dedicated he is on the game every single day doing his daily tasks every single day um so yeah like you, you don't have to pay that's what i like about the game there's there's options for for both if you're impatient like me and just say oh the hell with it i'm gonna buy it then yeah perfect that works well and um, you know I don't mind doing it because it funds the game, uh, a game that I play a lot of time on. So that's my that's my rationale behind it. Uh, I don't mind spending a bit of money on it because mm. the content is so good. But if you don't want to, or you're perhaps not in a position to do so, there are other means and ways to get what you're after. So it's it's pros and cons. You know? Okay, I like that. So by the sounds of it, like if you want to, uh, no one's going to force you, but you can not invest back in in that hey you know you owe these people but you know if you choose to pay for this premium content you are going to get that money back in terms of the time of enjoyment you're yeah, going to get out of it absolutely so uh as you may or may not be aware i love uh the comic absolutely so uh it was i can heard a rumor yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was considered a uh premium ship at one point you to describe this correctly the the game as you level up through the game as do the ships um, and you can actually get the constitution class fairly early on uh, but as you level up and and get past that that ship just doesn't cut it anymore but they did have uh, a top tier constitution class which you had to basically win through the the lockbox that i mentioned so mm. i may have spent an entire year trying to get this ship you know and and did eventually um but it was it was worth it for me because while i was spending all that time in the game yes i was you know spending a bit of money but i don't mind putting money into something that i'm going to come back and play all the time you know 10 years later i'm still here playing it and the quality of the content has only got better as the game has aged uh, and that's actually another good thing about the earlier content, you know, content that's been in the game for 10 years uh, was the one of the Klingon Wars. And they have just recently gone back and completely give it a facelift, fixed things that didn't quite work, you know, filled in some inconsistency. So it's not just all the new, new content, the legacy content there as well. They go back and fix and touch up and improve the graphics. So, yeah. And and for me personally, it's an easy sell. Now that's so I love that idea that obviously there's different stories within stories. So because one thing that I struggle with is just the idea of this kind of endless, you know, kind of like what are we doing here type of play. So like you're obviously describing that there are specific stories. So I, I presume this is just like, you know, you'll start obviously level one you'll go to i'm just going to call it level one to level 10 and in that time you'll do different chapters and you'll you'll finish out the story much like say the tomb raiders of the past or i'm potentially present does sound like i'm 90 <laughs> help me help me before i dig myself into my own coffin here talk to me about these different stories that are within the game so it's they they literally touch on everything um and as the as as the game has aged and they've added more and more content they introduce more and more species there's some original species in it there's the species that we all know and love so to give you a quick rundown um 
they tend to touch a little bit individually on, on certain species. So initially it started with the Klingons um, and then the next season introduced some Romulan content, Cardassian, Borg, a bit more of Romulans. They went as far as the Delta Quadrant um, and it's great to travel back there and, and visit species that you know you only saw briefly on Voyager for maybe one or two episodes. So it's it's great. Um, recently, obviously in the last couple of years, we've started to see Discovery fall in, some Picard content, some Picard ships. So try not to think of it as a game that just, oh, you'll you'll level through and that's it done. Because it doesn't finish. It's just, I'm sure it will someday. <laughs> that thought but it's just forever evolving there's more and more um and you have to sort of tip your hat to the to the writers of this game because they have to they have to adapt with what happens in tv you know what happens in the shows and and sometimes that maybe hasn't fit in with the storyline or the timeline that maybe they have presented in game but they're very dedicated because they'll they'll always find a way to blend it in and make it work. And I really appreciate that. Uh, it's that's, something must be really difficult. That's really interesting because obviously, you know, in you know, we're watching Trek week to week, and you know, we we don't exist in a vacuum. We see the comments, we see the people giving out about, you know, canon this and appearance that and this didn't work in history and look i'm i'm not saying i've never said something like that myself i think when the first trailer for discovery came out i was a bit like what is that what year is this (laughs) um and and that's all good but then i suppose in a way if we were to just purely look at the franchise as just the films and television obviously i know it's huge expanded but just those for a moment you know you kind of can go well yeah listen you know discoveries in the 2000s late teens you know whereas the original series the 1960s that must be much more difficult when you have effectively am i right saying all of these eras are more or less existing simultaneously in star trek online like for them to try and make changes to timelines or you know skins or whatever to fit within the storyline i mean for you as a player have you ever been like okay i'm not gonna lie this makes no sense no, actually, quite quite the opposite. There is, well, we'll touch on the Klingons because they were a big sticking mm. point, season one of Discovery. So when the Discovery content hit the game, the Klingons were there as portrayed in Discovery. And for me, wasn't that big of an issue um, because we were, I was just so delighted to have all this Trek content again. And right, I can look past that and let's get on. But what... Star Trek Online actually did um, was they, there's a scenario, I don't want to give too much away for anybody that hasn't played the game or is maybe going to play the game but there is an instance where you visit Grethor and there is literally every iteration of the Klingons there has ever been in one place and they, they don't have to explain it because they're just there um, there's a Discovery Klingon, there's a TOS Klingon, TNG Klingon, you know, and it's just a varied group of characters and it shouldn't need explaining anyway. So they're just there and they do, they just done it perfectly. So that's that's what I'm saying. I really do tip my hat to the, to the guys that create this content because it's like a love letter to Star Trek. It really is. And they just, they do it so perfectly. 
that makes me think actually the Zindi. Um, you know, you have this one overarching species of the Zindi, and then you've got, of course, they are so they have evolved so differently, they look so different. And I know obviously Star Trek has tried to explain particularly the smooth-headed Klingons just in yeah. relation to say the yeah. TNG Klingons. Now, where the Discovery Klingons fit into that, we, we'll see. But they don't really have to. As you say, not every human looks alike. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's why it was just so easy for me to, to accept that. And that's, that's never, to my knowledge, I, I may be wrong, but to my knowledge, there has never been that in, you know, in canon Star Trek where you've seen every single iteration of the Klingons together. Um, but yet Star Trek Online done that so perfectly. And it sort of fills that little, if you want to call it canon gap in your own head, you're like, oh, well, there it is. There, if, if you need to see it, <clears throat> excuse me, there it is. So yeah, it's it's one of those things where the, the game does adjust as best as it possibly can to fit in with the content that we see on television or in the movies. Um, and in times they actually fill in the gaps that maybe we don't see um, because essentially it's fans like us to create it. Um, so, yeah, it's brilliant. Perfect. Well, actually, then I suppose to really link the, the not that they are separated, but to kind of even link the two even more. Um, I know that a lot of legacy characters have turned up throughout the years. Um, how many? Name so them all. Many. And what are they doing? <laughs> In a nutshell. Can't do that. <laughs> but there has been a lot off the top of my head, Leonard Nimoy, straight away. I'm pretty sure he was there from Day Dot, I think. I don't know. I wasn't there from Day Dot, so that might be wrong. But he was there as long as I've been playing the game. He's been there. Um, Denise Crosby, Zachary Quinto, uh, Robert Duncan McNeil, Garrett Wang, Jerry Ryan, Tim Russ. Oh, loads. I've, I've taken a complete mind blank, but there's there are so many legacy characters there. Um, Actually, maybe there, this is an easier question. Is there somebody from each iteration? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's someone there from each iteration. Um, oh, no, maybe not Enterprise. That's what I That's what I was thinking in my head, like, because um, mm. I hadn't heard, again, but not that I have. No, no, I'm just thinking that we definitely don't. Now, we do have some, there's some archive signs of people who have been in, like, um, some of the TOS cast, Mark Leonard, George Takai, they're in the game as such. They haven't recorded anything fresh for the game, but they're there. But they're being included. Um, gotcha. Um, I don't think actually, no. Well, okay. Well, then, uh, uh, oh, actually, has Jeffrey Combs done a voice? Yes. Well, then, okay. Then uh, yeah, Enterprise yeah. is ticked off. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's technically. Uh, yeah. That's a handy way of just like, you know, kind of, we need to make sure at least <laughs> yes. one iteration of Trek. Jeffrey that's Combs, cool. Very yeah. true. Very, very true. So actually, there is there's not a, a massive amount of enterprise era content. So I'm hoping someday they'll do that and they'll be able to invite um some of the cast. And uh, listen, if there's ever going to be any more form of enterprise content in any sense of the word, I'm here for it. That's, Absolutely. So yep, I, I am loving the enterprenaissance that is happening at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um but uh, depending on when this, this episode releases, um, there is a little bit of discovery that I can't discuss yet. No, I haven't seen it. No, no, no. Okay. 
Well, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go watch it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, what have we got? So, I in in preparation for this one, I had um, I I, I had a bunch of questions I sent you across, and I, I I thought one nice, really easy question, something a one line answer, something that's not a heavy question at all. Why do you play Star Trek Online? <laughs> I knew that was coming. And absolutely, this is not a one-word thing. I really, I want to know, like, what is it that has kept you playing for 10 years? I think, well, I said to you earlier, at at the start, when I started playing, it was the only Star Trek that we were getting. And, well, not the only, obviously, because we've always had books coming out and things like that. But um, interactive, you know, it's immersive. And I'm the type of player that, I, lo- I just love immersing myself fully in a world. And if there's ever any universe or world that you, I want to just completely lose myself in, it's the Star Trek universe, obviously. And right. Star Trek Online provides that because I'll start playing. And before you know it, six hours have gone. And you're like, wow, okay, I- I- I'm quite hungry. I need to leave now. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it-, it just, it's, it's that experience. And-, and quite often when we, now it's got to the point when it started, it was, you know, it was only really access to new Star Trek that I could get and, and lost myself in it. Now that we have so much Star Trek content coming out, I find that nearly always, as soon as I finish the week's episode, the first thing I want to do is go and play Star Trek online because I just, I want more. Um, and I always want more Star Trek and there's an endless amount um, of that available in Star Trek online. Um, and as I say, the game really is a love letter to the show. Um, they, they, they've taken bits out of each show that we've had to date, and, and you can just tell that it's done with such care. Um, it's just, I personally just love it, if that wasn't clear at this stage. <laughs> I, I, mean, I won't lie, you, you were playing it very close to the chest, but um, <laughs> thank you for clearing that up. Is there, because I remember before you explained to me, like these, the difference campaigns and stories in them and they do sound real but is there only one that's really stood out for you more than others and if so could you kind of say take me through like how does how does a story begin like you know how, how does it work in that respect yeah yeah um what what she really says i haven't actually mentioned as well is that you, you don't just play as a federation character you can play uh, you can play in the Klingon Defense Force. You can play as Romulan. Uh, you can play as uh, a Gem Hadar for the Dominion. Um, and each sort of iteration seems to interact with different parts of the same overall story. Um, so you can play the same missions from different points of view. So it's it's not just repetitive in that sense. So uh, Agents of Yesterday was an expansion that came out five, I want to say five years ago, so maybe 2016. And it was the the game's first sort of delve into the TOS era. Now, of all the the different uh, iterations of Star Trek, probably TOS for me is probably the one that I've watched through, you know, the least. Um, So they were very clever about it in that, right, well, how can we have a game that's technically set in the 24th century, but how can we include TOS? Um, and it was very clever because they took something from Enterprise um, 
and essentially you become a temporal agent. Uh, I don't want to give too much away from the from the storyline, but let's just say as a temporal agent, you can you start in one stage and, and end up in the next. Um, so I love a bit of time travel myself. Uh, very much looking forward to the card season two. Are are you future guy, Adam? <laughs> I can't tell you. Temporal <gasps> directive. Wait, what happens if I find out in the future and you just went back and told me in the past, then I would already know. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll just quote the Temple Prime Directive and, and, and leave it at that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was it was a very, it was done very clever. Um, and one, I love a bit of time travel. And it was, it was nice to sort of get lost a bit in that retro feel of, of that era of Star Trek because one, I was but a twinkle when it was actually around the first time. Um, and two, to, it was new to me as such. Like it, it was familiar, but it was also very new. Uh, and the way it was done was, yeah, was very, very good. So it was just, it was just the coolest thing um, to start and go back into the past and, and get lost there. Uh, yeah, probably agents of yesterday. And if, if, you're, a, if you're not a big uh gamer but you love tos you know you can you can go straight in and start and lose yourself in tos and star trek online that's what i'm saying there there's content there for any kind of star trek fan any player now here's the million dollar question Hmm. if you were given the keys to the castle is there anything that you think could be improved or anything that you think maybe no, actually, I'll leave that as open-ended as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my complaints are really quite minor um, and stupid things that uh, people might not even consider or think of. Maybe, maybe it's like me. I want more content inside the ship, uh, like on the bridge. You, know, you can visit your ship, uh, and really that's about it. Uh, you can invite other players to your ship's bridge, which is, you know, customizable as much as you want. But you can also customize your character as much and you can, you know, create your own unique uniform and X, Y, and Z, and you can dress your officers as such. But then the second you go to the ship, all the non-playable characters are wearing a completely different uniform to you, or perhaps the, the bridge that you've chosen has a display, an L-cars display of the wrong vessel, and it doesn't quite match. So cosmetics minor cosmetics like that that really just wind me up but are so minute and unimportant really to the overall gameplay i hope someday they'll get fixed but maybe they won't minor well, things. well like i suppose in fairness the things that you're mentioning there like i mean obviously i have a deep and troubling psychosis when it comes to the details in trek yeah. um and so like when you're saying the lsars oh, or the lcars there you go. I'm not even sure I pronounce it correctly, but you know, of the wrong ship, I'd be like, oh, that would. Be-. I mean, I'm I, I'm the kind of guy like I I spotted in I am naming and shaming, but I spotted in Star Trek Into Darkness upside down on a schematic. They had the registry of the USS Kelvin next to the Enterprise. That's something I noticed. Put it that way. Mm, why did you tell me that? Well, no, there. That's well, but I know because Star Trek Into Darkness is. Clearly everyone's favourite Star Trek. Yes. Favourite movie ever. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Just. <coughs> anyway. It's worse than five. Um, so, <laughs> but um, 
I suppose so, in a way, right. So this next, well, I suppose, yeah, just, just to finish that point, like details with, I'm not hanging Star Trek online in any way for this. Like it's, it's hard when you are dealing with, as, as you've described it, like hundreds, thousands, I, I don't know how many players at a time, not that, you know, ah, you get a pass for missing some details, but just that I'm sure they don't get to specific details yet. I would always say it seems like, obviously, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't work for these people. Sounds yeah. of gun being cocked. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm saying this of my own free will. But, it, you know, by the sounds of the amount of uh, kind of depiction they have already done, like these are kind of things like, you know, if they're being spotted, they're going to be fixed. <laughs> I, I don't. I, it's hard to say. Um I honestly don't know like to cater to something like those those complaints that I made like there are so many unique characters in the game I don't think there's any way they could potentially cater to all of them but it's definitely the the type of game that is regularly maintained so if they do spot something uh they'll take it down and fix it or if they're able to do so you know they'll fix it straight away so um I mean like the game has regularly uh, sorry, weekly scheduled maintenance. So if something, particularly with new content, if there's a bug there, guaranteed it's probably not going to be there for very long. So uh, yeah, it's it's great that way. But to, yeah, to, to fix like the minor things, like the minor things that will wind me up, uh, I've, I've sort of just have to learn to live with it. Like an example, you'd be surprised to know one of my main ships is a constitution class. <gasps> and the uh i want to try and i you can customize your ship and I, I try my best to make it fit with you know the current timeline mm. and there's a bridge set which is actually the prometheus bridge um and oh yeah it's probably the closest uh faithful fitting unit to the constitution class that they have but don't quote me on this, but I'm going to say the Prometheus Bridge is probably one of the seven million redresses. Of I think it the... is. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so it, it makes sense that they, they have an iteration of that in the game and it fits the Constitution class quite well. But my gripe is as soon as I take my character to the bridge and, you know, you want to sit them in the captain's chair and pose and take a picture. But then right behind him in, on the L cars is the Prometheus class. And I'm like, oh. Oh, so hang on, I misunderstood you. So it's not even then that the layout is the Prometheus, but it's still, I'll say the Enterprise just for want of a better. No, no, it's literally they've yeah, copied no, and pasted. No, so they literally have okay. um, they have bridge sets that you can buy. So you can buy the Galaxy Class Enterprise D. They okay. have a few iterations that of that bridge that they've done themselves. Um, you can buy uh, the Voyager set where they have... They've done engineering. They have the captain's ready room. They have everything. So you can literally take, if I wanted, I could take the Voyager bridge and set it as the constitution, you know, in the constitution. But then as soon as you sit there, you're going to have Voyager on L cars behind you. So it's it's a picky minor detail, but you know what I mean? I th- I, but I think I'd be with you in that one. I have to say, um, I mean, it's as as you say, yes, it's nitpicky, and I'm delighted that we can walk around these various bridges. But yeah, if I, if oh god, like, uh, for me personally, my favorite 
or one of my favorite like dialogue free scenes in all of Star Trek is the reveal of the new Enterprise in the motion picture. Now, mm-hmm. if that was to end with walking onto Voyager's bridge, I think I'd be a little miffed. And I love yeah. Voyager's bridge. Don't get me wrong. But on Voyager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they they have given us so much customization almost to a fault. Uh, in that sense, like you can you can customize your ship externally, and and some of the ships that other players present, I'm like, wow, wow. Um, so yeah, but it's 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 almost to a fault for if if you like the the minor nitpicky details like me sometimes uh, a little bit like yourself. So one thing actually, just as it literally just pops into my mind because it's kind of unofficial, but official, but not really canon as such is the enterprise f which is of course a beautiful beautiful ship which originated from star trek online so it's it's kind of canon but it's not canon and it hasn't made an appearance yet but i'm hoping someday that it will well i i think that's a good hope because in the the comic that was the prequel to picard uh, yeah. Now, it's not the Enterprise, but it is the USS Verity. Yeah. And that is, it's the Odyssey class, right? The Odyssey class. That's yeah. It. Yeah. And it's, it is that exact skin from starting. And I know it's because I went and, of course, thank you very much, plug to Eagle Moss. I did go and buy the ship. And it is, it's, you know, it's shot yeah. for shot. It's, it's the exact yeah. one. So the fact that, now I might be, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that the first online exclusive ship? to make an appearance outside of Star Trek Online? Or have there been other ships that, say, originated in Online that have then come into other... I know Eagle Moss have quite a few that I, have originated. Yeah. Um, that, to my knowledge, is the only. Um, I don't think we've seen... Because I know, I know the Enterprise F has even been in some of the Ship of the Line calendars. Yeah. Maybe for 21 or 22, I'm not sure. Um. Pass. I don't know. The Enterprise F is the only one I know for definite because I have the same comic. Um, I think off off the top of my head, I'm going to say Enterprise F is. If it's not the only, I think it's the first. I might be wrong because I know. And again, I'm taking Eagle Moss as my inspiration here. They have sort of retrofitted a bunch of Discovery ships into Star Trek, and they look they look lovely. Like I I like the color schemes of them very very well. Um, and then there's some slightly more mental designs, which I really like. I really like their Tholian ship. I have to say, yeah. that is cool. Yeah, yeah. That could be, that could, you could easily see that um, on the show. No problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think, I just hope, I think it will. I'm hoping it will. Quietly hoping the Enterprise F will make an appearance. Um, and, and if it doesn't, we will have a perfectly reasonable and rational reaction which is we will cancel Star Trek. We will have Alex Kurtzman fired again if if he is indeed still hired at this point. I was going uh, to say, is he, to is he still I, there? Is he still there? I think he kind of haunts the lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, the, last, the last kind of interview-esque question I'd like to ask you is, and it's sort of a lead on a little bit from the previous one is, so say you could combine any story elements, any kind of gameplay elements, you know, I'm not asking you to write an entire script now, but what would you like to see in, say, the next story in Star Trek Online that you play? And obviously, we'll be mindful of spoilers as well. 
more Borg content. Borg, okay. Yeah, the, the Borg are there. They they're in game. There some of the um, uh, the more earlier content that hasn't had uh, a facelift or uh, or a redesign or anything like that. So, uh, plus the Borg obviously love them, obsessed like many Trek fans. Uh, for the longest time, they since maybe first contact, they haven't been that. It's not that they haven't been scary. I hid behind my cushion uh, at the end of Unimix Zero, part one, you know, as a scared child. But they haven't had that almost, certainly in, in Star Trek Picard, they, they, they weren't as, as menacing and they almost seemed, you know, easily defeated as such. Um, so I would love to see more original board type content there um, to put the fear into me, <laughs> essentially. Bring back those scary Borg of times gone by. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, I, I love the the aesthetic of of the Borg in Star Trek Picard. Uh, so if they could take that uh, and apply that to the game with a bit more uh, menacing content, that would that would make me happy. All right, so. Uh, Star Trek Online writers, as I am absolutely certain that you are listening to this, so please you know, have that one now for the suggestion box. More Borg, please. More, more Borg. Borg. Um, Dare I say that resistance is futile? I mean, that's it. Like, you have just nailed the close of this episode. That's it. I have nothing else to say. And um, I'm done here. Microphone that's that. drop. That's great. And we're done. We're done. Now, Adam, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, Star Trek Online is one of the great areas of the franchise i know next to nothing about um and it feels like it is something i really at this point it's becoming like i'm actively avoiding it and i don't want to actively avoid it so thank you for taking me through even this microcosm of it this evening mm. and a, a microcosm is literally <laughs> your, your best just set maybe aside a month <clears throat> put a month of your time aside and just delve in that's cool i mean as everyone knows i'm not really doing much anyway so it's grand. I'll hop in. Be fine. Be yeah. grand. Um, so as I go and prepare my body for a month long of sitting in this chair, um, where can people reach out and find you online? Uh, the best place to find me is on uh, Trek Twitter, like everybody else. Um, log or not login. Username. Uh, very uncreatively. Uh, APM 0788. APM 0788. I will put that link in the description of this episode. Is that um, is that the same? Uh, can people in like can they find you on Star Trek Online with the same username or yeah. can you search for people yeah. that way? Yeah, they can. But my username is very old, very old, and one that I'm not happy with. So if anybody wants to play online, hit me up on Twitter, and we'll take it from there. <laughs> I am now insanely curious. I will be asking as soon as we stop recording. <laughs> um, Adam, thank you so much for your no time problem. this evening. Thank you for your wealth of information. Always a pleasure. You are a gentleman and a scholar. Um, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining. Uh, whether you think we are absolutely cracked and mad for going on about video games and Star Trek as much as we do, at this stage, I have to say, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah. What's going on? What's what's gone wrong? What's gone wrong? We help. will, of course, be back next week with another episode. You can catch me on Twitter at Sean Ferrick. That will get all of your questions about the podcast will come straight through to me. You will catch me probably 24 seven. 
as I'm figuring my way through Star Trek Online. Uh, Adam, once more, thank you so much. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. You have all been awesome. I have been Sean, and this has been your on Crackmate. Thanks. <laughs>